Good evening, this is Talking Devils, the leading independent Manchester United podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Barton, joined by former Manchester United defender, Lee Lawrence. How are you doing, Lee? You had a week off last time, but I've roped you back in. Do you have, mate? And Phil's had the night off. Phil, who never misses a game, is having a night off. I can't believe it. How are you doing? You all right? It's like one-on-one off, isn't it, mate? Um, yeah, I was I was gutted last week. I actually wanted. I, I was looking forward to doing the podcast and doing all the research and everything that week. Um, unfortunately, my lad had a bit of a, a bit of a scare up at gymnastics. He's a, he does gymnastics for England, and he had a bit of a well. It it was it weren't too bad in the end, but uh, I got a call ten minutes before the podcast to go and pick him up. So I was a bit gutted about that. So I'm glad to be on. Uh, obviously, sad to miss Phil. Uh, I like it when we're both on because we both normally tend to agree and have the same ideas. But we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to waste your notes, Lee. So how do you think the game against Arsenal is going to go? Uh, oh, it went. Sorry, did you mean? Did you say? No, no. You, you prepared your notes for how the Arsenal game is going to go. So how do you reckon now? How, how do you reckon the Arsenal game is going to go on Sunday? Arsenal game on Sunday? Yeah, well, you've prepared... For last week. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We're not playing Arsenal this Sunday. <laughs> no, well, I'm not wasting your preparation. No, no, no. no. It was. Um, to, to be honest, mate. Um, it was. It, I said at the game before that it, when we're playing the the big teams, you know, the, the the top teams, I weren't too concerned about if we. It, well, obviously, I wanted to get a result, but I was more concerned about being competitive. If you remember me saying that, um, yeah. and I think that's what Eric said I would draw, and that my my main. What I want at the moment is when we're facing these teams, which we were getting a drumming off in the last couple of years, um, it, it is to be in the game and, and to keep the game competitive. And but the game was a for me it was a fantastic watch. Um, it reminded me back in the early two thousands when United used to play Arsenal. You know, um, they attacked, we attacked. Um, I think the result was probably the right result. I think Arsenal was slightly better than us. Um, I think it showed with the squad depth. Um, and but what what we've got to remember, and I'm sure everyone's thinking the same. It's been all over Twitter, and I tend to agree with it. Arteta's in a, you know, his, his rebuild is, is three years long. Is it three up three to four years long now? Where it's an exit, you know, six month in. Um, for us to, you know, we 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 could have quite easily come away and scraped a result. Um, for me, that's that's massive progress. You know, I, I wasn't too disheartened. Um, I was happy that you know we kept it competitive. We was in the match until 90 minutes, and we could have nipped to win. Um, could have gone either way. So, yeah, I, I weren't too disappointed, mate. I weren't too disappointed. I know it was the end of the, the winning run and the street what we'd been on. Um, it was probably always going to end. And, you know, it was a big ass to beat Arsenal. But I was, I was quite happy with how we performed in that. It's funny because you, we've we've been talking about that for a couple of minutes. We're three minutes into the podcast. You haven't mentioned one player. It's the one player I keep harping on about from that game. But nobody's really mentioned him. And I guess that's the United kind of resolve isn't it and I, that's another good indication that I, I might be the one banging the drum and moaning about it but nobody else really has it's like it's united was supposed to get on with it and find a solution so casemiro misses the game obviously now by far our most important player in terms of um, setting the rhythm of the way that we're supposed to play and if you take him out of the midfield you're not going to have a midfield that holds on to the ball i'm not criticizing i'm just saying again find another way and yeah, you're having that conversation. You're you're having a, a sort of a, a post match, not moan, but you're looking at it thinking, no, we you know we did quite well. We we found a way. 
and we're only like a couple of minutes off getting a result. And yeah, all right, we hung in there for half an hour. I had a bit of a moan to pull on the Monday morning podcast where I said, like, it's one of those games that you start to feel like one of those games where you, you kind of just want us to let a goal in on the 65th minute because it'll change the way that they're going to play. Uh, you never want us to let a goal in. Obviously, the, the principle is to try and keep that, that ball out of the net. But the way that the game was going, you know that they were building. It's better if they... Well, it's some, it somewhat sometimes feels better if they score a goal and then you can regroup and they're going to be a bit nervous to protect the lead rather than it going inevitably that way. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a really strong sign. Having said all that, that your response was not even to mention Casemiro goes without saying obviously it would have improved us but you're saying no come on look at where we've been without him and look how far we almost came with him uh, yeah. without him. I, I, I think I just try to look at it on a realistic side obviously um, we can all get carried away and excited and I, I do agree that it was glaringly obvious that we missed Casemiro I think um, what pointed that out most was Saka's goal um, where he come inside and I think it was Ericsson and I think Ericsson was marking and McTominay was a couple of yards away and they let him cut inside um, Ericsson didn't have the pace to close him down I think if Casemiro was on that pitch he's anticipating that Saka's coming down on his left and he's probably blocking that shot or he didn't give him the option to have the shot you know and you know we could have we could have avoided that with different personnel but I think we all know that Casemiro now he's, he's got to be the number one name well I'd say if Casemiro I'd also put Martinez in that uh, in that group two was first on the team sheet at the moment um and it, it was glaringly obvious that we missed him um saying that and i know we're going to come on to it but i feel like when he cast me all played against forest i was surprised i think morgan gibbs white give him a, a run for his money i thought the lad did really well against him and probably give him his you know his toughest game in the united shirt up to date um, but yeah, for me, Casemiro, mate, is 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 number one on the team sheet. No, or, or you can't miss him out, and he is a massive miss. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like you say, uh, we got dealt that hand with him. Obviously, being in, in, in a, eligible to play with his um, with his yellow card, um, and we nearly got through. And like I say, it's progression, mate. And I think if you you look at it from <clears throat> a point of view of not trying to get too carried away with how we've been getting on. Um, I think the progression is, is still there, although we lost it. You could see a lot of a lot of positives, take a lot of positives out of the loss. Evening, Robbie. Are we doing all right? Um, he says hello to us. Um, are we doing all right, mate? Um, feel free to ask us any questions. Um, yeah, it's, you, you, you touched on the Forest game. Casemiro was all right. But yeah, Gibbs White and especially Brennan. Brennan yeah, yeah, the two names I've got written down here, mate. I think they caused us uh, quite, a, quite a lot of trouble. They both played really well on the day, to be fair. Brendan has that um, incisiveness about him, doesn't it? You know, like he can cut through. You know, the fearlessness to a little bit like what Rashford showed for the goal. He has that fearlessness. He'll be direct. He'll run at a defence, and he's really good at sort of catching them out with that. And I don't know why, in the modern age, when you can pretty much trace that all the best attacking players are the ones who, I, I guess, it's easier said than done. You know, what I mean, the, the best ones are the ones that sort of run in that kind of fashion that run at the defenders and terrifying that not that more people don't try it um but having said that that was the way that we made the breakthrough uh, rashford scored we looked good going forward sometimes we looked a little bit like we were going to give up a goal with the way we were so open at the back but then again on reflection now i was thinking about it in the second half Every good United team plays like that. We always play like that. It's open and we do sort of play like that to give ourselves a better chance of playing 
a progressive kind of football. And we score the second. We'll talk about the individual goals, but then we score the third and effectively kill the tie off. So I guess Lee, the, the first place to start with that is it's not so well, it's half the result, which is a great thing, but it's also half the response. You know, you're watching it to see how we're going to respond after the Arsenal game. And there was there was literally nothing. It was like we could have won the last game three 0 It was that much like a business like performance, and that's probably one of the most pleasing things to see, isn't it? Oh, massively, mate. Yeah, I mean, it put a strong team out. The team responded well to the loss. Um, like you say, we had a we, we, individual brilliance again off Rashford for that first goal. You know, I, I had it in my head when he picked it up. I thought he's going to go all the way, and he did, and it it was superb. Um, but after that, you know, we was a little bit lucky with the disallowed goal. Um, that kind of could have changed the game if that would have gone in. Um, I think we had a bit of a shaky 20 minutes after that. Um, but when we come back out at half-time, it, you know, we look like we've got our heads back on us. Uh, in particular, I think, and I know he's getting a lot of stick at the moment, but I think Anthony looks a lot more sharper than he has done in recent weeks. Yes. Um, you know, he's, he, I'd say probably just his, his final ball at the minute, what he needs to work on. Um, and if I was coaching him, my God, I'd, I'd have him going down the right-hand side all the time and, and trying to trying to get that into his game because I actually watched him beat a man uh, down the right-hand side and I thought, carry on. And he, he actually cut back in on the left and let the guy get back round him to try and beat him again. Uh, I just think he needs that confidence, um, you know, to, to be able to go both ways and he needs to work on that on the training pitch. But again, he's uh, he's got a wand of a left foot and I think when his decision-making gets a little bit a little bit better, which he'll get with maturity and he'll get with age and experience, um, I think a lot of people are writing him off and I, just, I wouldn't just yet, you know. Um, again, Martinez for me is, is, I'm going on individuals now, I think he's absolutely fantastic. He's been a revolution, a revelation sorry, since he's coming to us. Um, and the other one, what I wrote down here, which I'm really, I'm really happy about because he's took a load of stick again. Was Ilanga got an assist for Bruno when he came yeah, up? Really uh, nice assist as well. Anyway, I was, I was made up for a lad. He's, uh, you know, it's, I, I, we've banged on about it a few times, especially with a, with a lad what come through the academy and how well we want them to do. And it's, it's that kind of thing. And I think sometimes we overhype players. And um, when Ilanga first come on the scene, you know, he was the savior. He was going to be. The next big thing and you know he's, he's still a young lad he's still learning his trade and he's going to have ups and downs but the amount of stick i've seen him get you know these this, this season again on on social media it's the lad's still learning his game you know what i mean and and football's uh, it, it, football's for me is 70 80 percent is confidence yeah. and if he's going to keep getting getting the stick and he's, he's going to be noticing that then it could take a massive hit and i think that's as a fan base and and as football fans over in general I think that's where you know we we can mess up a little bit and we can we can judge too soon and we don't give them enough chance to uh, you know to mature and prove themselves. Yeah, it is funny with Elanga, and I say funny just funny funny. Um, but I think most of us could see oh, he, he's a good prospect. He's a bit rough around the edges. He was advanced into the um, into the setup because of his work rate basically, and he was doing a good job. He was there. And I, I sometimes like a, a youth player when they come in and they're a bit scruffy. Do you know what I mean? Everything's yeah. a bit scruffy because it makes it difficult for the opposition. And I just wonder if people are looking at this trend and they're looking at Brandon Williams, Marcus Rashford, um, Alanga, and then looking at Garnacho and thinking, you know, next season is probably going to, regardless of how well he does, because it's not going to be as well as he's done in the breakthrough, that yeah. that kind of path's already there for him. That people might 
be a little bit, you know, when you can forecast it, when you know it's going to happen, then maybe it's going to um, help a few of the sort of people like us who talk about it, or hopefully other people are going to look at it and say, you know what, yeah, we'll cut him a bit of slack, actually. But maybe it's just the nature of modern football, because like you said, I don't know what people are expecting from Alanga that's left him open to this kind of criticism. Mm. Um, we've got some great attacking players. Like He's not better than Rashford, but he's a good sort of stand-in. He's obviously going to play against Reading, and he's going to play against Forrest as well, you would thought. And, yeah, I think it's a funny thing that you said that, because I... One of the most pleasing aspects for me on, on Wednesday night was that his, his assist was so clever that he did so well for it. And I, I, like more than celebrating Fernandez's goal, well, momentarily after thinking, oh, God, that changes the complexity of next Wednesday so much. Then the second thing was, look how well he did. Look how well he did to make sure that that, that was the case. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was made up for him. Uh, one, one note on Forrest. I, first of all, I agree with you about the offside. I think I was um, a bit harsh on them. Well, it was offside, but it's so against the nature of the game for offsides to be given like that. It's, it's you know, a thumbnail is it's not offside. He's not getting an advantage for that. But um, Forrest's pain United's gain, and we got that second goal on the off on the off time stroke that really they killed it. Scored by Vegost on the rebound. Um, even he, after a couple of games, Lee, getting a bit of criticism. Uh, what does he bring to United's play? I thought he was all right against Arsenal. I thought, yeah, all right, he wasn't adding much in the, uh, the attacking areas, but he was sort of putting a shift in. And so that first goal can do a lot for a striker's confidence. So I'll please be for him to get on the score sheet. Man, I, I like him. I, honestly, I, I, it, it, he is. He does what he says on the tin. You know what I mean. We, we've bought something different. We've bought well, not bought, so we've got on loan. Should I say something a little bit different than the, the best of the forward players? What we've got, you know, he's, he's not got the pace, and he may not have the skill. Um, but his work rate is for me. He's, he's absolutely exceptional. You know, and he, he the the work he's doing off the ball. I'm, I'm presuming that people aren't seeing this because, like, say he's getting a bit of stick. But yeah. the work, what he's putting in off the ball and the space he's creating for, uh, you know, probably more, let's say, more adventurous players or, you know, more skillful players, quicker players, it, it, it's second to none. But what I'm watching, he's doing a lot of, of work for the team, which is helping the team out. Uh, I think his old up play is brilliant. I mean, I'm comparing him now to Martial. Every time that ball got put to Martial in the last few games he's played, I was worried that he was going to hold the ball up or give it away. You know, with Weghorst, he's, he's, he's going to keep possession. Nine times out of ten, he's keeping possession. He's going to bring plays in and he's going to spin off and he's going to work hard. I, th I think he's a, a decent signing. I don't think he's the answer by any stretch of the imagination. I, I still feel like we said a couple of weeks ago that we need a world-class number nine and I, I wouldn't class him as, as a world-class number nine. But I think as a filling, possibly till the end of the season, uh, with Sancho coming back to so there's another forward player, but hopefully he'll hit the ground running. Um, it just gives us that other option and that other, other dimension, what with the other forward players we haven't got. Um, I'm, I'm quite happy with how he's doing. And uh, like I say, he's got that first goal now. Um, and I'd say the only other thing I would mention, I think we as a as a club, and we, we've had the same the same forward players as in a stereotypical play of what, what United are. It's quick, um, good on the ball, skillful, um, And that's the way we've been used to playing. We've not been used to putting crosses in for a big tall number nine. Uh, on hitting long balls and, and, you know, running off him. 
So we've got to play to his strengths too when we're playing, you know, and I think it'll be a bit of both. He's got to get used to the way United play. United have got to get used to having a, a centre-forward, which is a bit not what we're used to. And I think it'll be a useful a useful addition, mate. So I'm, I'm, happy with, I'm happy with how he's performed up to now. Yeah, Dave said that on Sunday night and Paul said it on Monday morning. Said, like, you know, you play to his strengths, get crosses in. And everyone in the comments that we were getting... Oh, you want to lump it up to the big man? No, but you said exactly the same thing. Like, I completely, that's the point of having a player in the team. You're supposed to play that player plays to the team strength, then you play to the player strength. It's... We're not we're not saying play like Wimbledon used to. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. We're just saying it gives us another attacking dimension and an aerial threat, which we've we've not really had for a number of years. Which for me is only a good thing. We don't have to play, but say for example, if he gets benched and we need a goal. And there's 20 minutes to go. I'd much rather have a six, he's like six foot seven, uh, brutish striker on who, who you know who knows his way to goal. Then uh, it gives us it gives us something. If something's not working, we can change our way of playing and maybe make it work in the game instead of bringing a player on, which is just like a light for lights, you know, yeah. and nothing different happening. So yeah, yeah, it, it, I think it's useful. I I hope. And even though I think we're probably in the last six months of this as well with Martial, the Martial experiment, that because he's not um, a cast iron starter big horse, that you know that Mar- we've seen him get the Mardis on before when we signed a striker. To to put it in a colloquial way, um, he, he kind of throws his toys out of the pram. So Vegos isn't the kind of player who's going to say this is definitely my spot. Martial still got a chance in there, so let's hope that it inspires uh, that. Form you mentioned Sancho earlier, and Robbie's mentioned him in the comments. He said it will be great to see Sancho back in the right frame of mind, could be like a new signing for us. Tenog must be happy with what he's seeing, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him tomorrow. Um, yeah, Tenog's comments certainly seem to suggest that he might get some game time. And you look at him in the pictures in training that you know he's lost a bit of timber. Um, and he, he looks quite happy, but I mean, their the pictures obviously everyone's gonna look happy in training, they're gonna walk around with a a sulcon so um well some do but sancho doesn't strike you like that um if not tomorrow maybe wednesday you know there's no secret with um tenog that he's not rushed players back in at the start of the season when they hadn't had a good sort of pre-season he wasn't rushing players into the team and i, I don't suppose that he's in any mad rush to do that because we do have options in the wide areas I just wonder with Sancho, we're talking about the number nine role, and I, I sort of mentioned this the other day on another podcast I was on. He's not a traditional number nine, but then again, if you take Vego style, nobody is in that front line, and you are going to need someone there. And I guess one solution is that if you have Sancho, let's say he's played a false nine, then you've got the potential for him to play alongside Rashford and Anthony and they can switch positions and Rash- uh, Sancho can move into those positions. Do you know what I mean? It's not a bad option to have. Um, and I suppose Reading at home, you would expect United to have some comfort in that forest, certainly now, given the circumstances. Do you expect that we'll see Sancho get a little bit of time over the next week? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be a starter, mate. I don't think they'll rush him in. Um, it's, it's great to have him back. Um, it's a, I've always found it a little bit of a strange one why he actually had to go away and train away from the team. I, I don't know if there's anything behind that what we don't know, and it's being kept, you know, behind closed doors in the at the club or whatever. But it's obviously been done for a reason. Um, hopefully, like I say, he's brought him back now. Um, I just think that like, we we can't be too. 
to, can't get on his back to. I'm trying to think of the word. But don't don't judge him too, you know, too too yeah. quickly about it. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's going to need a bit of time to, to you know to settle back in and probably you know when was the last time he's played competitive football properly, especially in the Premier League. You know what I mean? So it's probably going to take a little bit of time to bed in, and they'll probably give him like they do with Fred. If we're comfortable in a game, give him 20 minutes. So if, if we need to change the dynamic of the game again, they might chuck him in, but I can't see him starting. Um, but like your man just said, uh, hopefully, if, if he if he hits the ground running and what Ten Hag's done with him, if it works, which it seems that the majority of things at the minute Ten Hag's done it, it has worked for the team, then it could be like, again, it could be like he said, getting a, getting a new signing and uh, another forward player, which is always a blessing. Yeah, it is like they've handled him carefully for sure, and I think the the thing is, or, or the key thing for me is probably to put him into a game. He may well start him tomorrow. I don't know, but maybe put him into a game where he, there's no pressure on the result at that point. You know, from a couple of goals up again, and there probably won't be any pressure. Realistically, saying um, from the start against Forest, you could probably afford to start him in that and just see how it goes and let him play with a little bit of freedom because obviously Forest have the obligation. You know, their their first half strategy for that is going to be quite difficult. Um, but we'll talk about Reading anyway. Um, Lee, FA Cup, Saturday night, eight o'clock, ITV four. I, I can't get my head around the scheduling. I think it's ridiculous. You're supposed to have FA Cup. Just like, I, all right, I get it, TV scheduling. It's absolutely ridiculous. That said, Reading, Paul Lintz. Paul Lintz is going to be um, up for getting a result. Obviously, it's his old team, and he has a mixed reception to be to be kind at Old Trafford. But the fact that it is played at an unusual time, and Reading will be up for it no matter what the time is, it gives them... A foot in the door to create a bit of an upset. And I'm not saying that it makes it a difficult game for United. It should be straightforward. It should be straightforward. But because of the circumstances, they do lend them more lend themselves more to an upset than what it would be if it was like three o'clock or twelve forty five, because you would just expect United to be business as usual. Very different to be playing a Saturday. And eight o'clock. Um, what do you make of all that? And, and do you do you still expect it to be comfortable for United anyway? I'm glad you said it was an ITV four, mate, because I didn't know it was an ITV four. So I'd have been searching the channel trying to find it. Um, it's, it's like I say, it's a strange one. A Saturday night an FA Cup. It's it, it's strange. Um, but like you said, it, it should be business as usual. Um, we've got a lot of games coming up, Wayne, which you'll know more than anybody. We've got. A lot of games coming up up to you know to when we play Barcelona. Um, I think he's going to have to rotate his squad, and it's going to it's going to show whether we have got the squad depth now because um, we've not had it. We've, let's be honest, we've not had much squad depth in the last couple of years. Um, I think this is, is is the best we've had for a long time, um, and I think he's going to rotate it. Uh, now, what worries me? If it was me, because I'm a United supporter and I want us to win something, I'd put my strongest team out. But is Tenag going to do that? Uh, I don't think he is. Um, I think he's going to save and, and feel like the, the lads what's not been getting much of a game should still be able to go out and, and turn Reading over, which in hindsight we should. Like I say, it, it should be no problem if we put a second team out. You know what's what's not been playing, we still should have that have that player capability of uh, of getting a result up at Reading. But I'm just a little bit worried. Um, that is, if it was me, I'd like to put. I'd like to see a strong team. I'd like to see the team. What played against Forest, I, I just I don't think we're going to get that, are we? Um, 
Well, that's you, not considered. You could do. I mean, the thing is, because obviously it'll make the major changes for Forest, so that'll mean that they'll have a week off. So you could probably see him start, let's say, seven main stars, you know, give like three or four players, like start Casemiro because he had the weekend off last time, maybe give Rashford a bit of a rest because he came off the other day. Um, Fernandez could do with a, a little bit of timeout, you know, um, Varane maybe again to, to make sure that Lindelof's not so rusty. Wan-Bissaka's been playing so well that maybe he could have a, a, a day off. So there are options in there. That's so, what I'm saying. I feel like even if we do put a, like you say, if we swap them out, we still should with the players we've got, yeah, have enough and, and put them in the bench as a as a backup. You know what I mean, kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. I'm. I'm not over. I don't know what it is with me, but I'm just not overly confident about tomorrow, and I don't know why. With Forest, complete confidence that we were going to turn them over, and we did do just something in my head tomorrow. I feel like I don't. I don't know why. It's probably just my nerves and. Thinking about it, but I've just got a nasty feeling there might be a bit of an upset, and I, I can't get it out of my head for some reason. Yeah, I think it's it is probably the circumstances, right? It's just Saturday at eight o'clock. It's just odd, odd for an FA Cup game. Like, what you're playing at, do you know? It's um, and it must I, think, be... I, I see a lot of calls for the before I forget police. Really, I think that he might have a shirt getting into the young yeah. lad. He's, he's, he's done. A, I mean, the, the two cameo appearances as he's, he's you know he's, he's looked well. He's looked skillful. Nearly give a penalty away the other day. I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, but yeah. no, I, I think he's. If anyone's in for a shout um, of, of, of a few more extra minutes, or even even pushing for a start, um, I'd have a look at trying to trying to give it have a look at him because, like I say, it's all good, well and good seeing him in cameos, but you need to see him really over a certain amount of time so you can judge him properly. Yeah, can you remember? Twelve months ago, these were the kind of games that we'd be playing, Matic and Mata. And Eric Bai and, yeah. and even Jones and and stuff like that. And I'm not criticizing those players because Matic and Matter were generally the better players in the games in which we played. But we were playing players who had no future at the club, and it was it was obvious that it was hurting the results. And now, yeah, it, it seems like the squad dynamics changed so much that the players, even the players who were uh, sort of periphery players, are playing to the future anyway. And it, that's a good, healthy thing that. They they play to get in the side, and rather than you know like everyone being guaranteed their place, uh, there are a few guaranteed ones in there, but those are the ones whose standards are so high, like Martinez and Casemiro and Rashford at the moment, that you're not bothered about them being cast iron stars because they're they're the star performers in the team as well. Um, yeah, so that'll take us on to Forest and at home three nil. The third goal for Fernandez the other night really did sort of change the complexion of this one. It allows us to not take it for granted to the extent that we're going to play a youth team, but we could probably make nine or ten changes and, and feel that, you know, we could get through fairly comfortably at this point. I mean, you can't see them. But I did have to remind uh, a few people the other day you know what I'm like, Stato Ed. For... I'm just going to say there's good stat coming here, isn't there? <laughs> Forrest have won four nil at Old Trafford before. Right. They won four nil at Old Trafford um, in December 1977, and that was six months after we won the FA Cup under Tommy Docker. But but we had changed the manager. Dave Dave Sexton came in. We had a load of injuries, and this was Brian Clough's European Cup winning, first division team winning, um, European Cup winning side. So, very different uh, perspective. 
but still, we have lost 4 0 at Holmes Forest. So I'm just giving a word of caution. It has happened before, but you would imagine that United could probably make 10 changes and feel like they're going to get to their first cup final for a few years since 2018. It'll be the first cup final. So the first cup final for five years, Lee. Um, an incredible, even Yale yeah, right, spent a lot of money, but considering that we haven't done it for five years. Uh, the first domestic cup final, I should say, because obviously we got to the Europa League in, in 2021. Um, an incredible achievement for Ten Hag, isn't it? Massive, mate. Yeah. Uh, if, if you would have, if you would have said, give us our our current position in the Premier League where we are now, um, still in the FA Cup, and 99% through to a final, um, you would have you would have snatched their hands off at the beginning of the season. You know, he's uh, he's come in, he's steadied the ship, he's brought his own players in, he's. Obviously, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy, which he showed with Rashford when he turned up late to the meeting and he dropped him in our most informed player. Love that. Love that about him. Um, disciplinarian, which I think has been needed. Um, and, you know, I think he's done really, really well. I, I really like the guy as, as a manager. Um, I like his ways. I like everything about him. And I think I think he's done remarkably, remarkably well to get us where we are now. Um and that is what I was saying earlier about I'm trying to keep it at a realistic level of what I would have expected at the beginning of the season to where we are now. And it's probably exceeding them expectations. And, and that is that's as much as I can ask for with him. Um and I think I think there's more a lot more to come. You know, I think he's he's brought a couple of plays in. Um I think another transfer window next year, if we can get the plays, if we if we have the season where it looks like we could have, uh, and we start getting Top players interested in coming to Man United again under these uh, under these guidance. I think we, we we could be there thereabouts sooner than I thought with him. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to stick your neck out. Do you reckon we'll get to the League Cup final? Yeah, massively, <laughs> massively. Oh, um, oh, the, the only thing, the only thing what I was thinking about when you was going on about it, um, and if we make nine, ten changes, imagine if he does make nine, ten changes. And we get drummed 4 0. He'll go from what we're saying about him now to one of the most hated guys in Manchester. Um, so it's, it's one of them, innit? I'd, I'd still put a strong team out. I'm not saying put the same team out who we started, you know, we started the first leg with because it's not needed. Um, but I think he's still got to guarantee us that we get through. Like you say, stranger things in football have happened and can happen, mate. So it's, yeah. uh, it's better for me, it would be belts and braces. And, you know, if we, Put a decent team out, and there's an hour gone, and we're still three 0 up. Or you know, we, 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 we've got a score draw. Then let's give, give the young lads and give the lads half an hour break and put the young lads on and see what they can do. But I want to get to a final, mate. So <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I think if by the time we're here next weekend, we will be talking about um, United in the League Cup final. I'm pretty oh, sure. Of that. Um, but we will be back to talk about it either way. If you've been watching live on YouTube or Facebook, um, feel free to give us a like and subscribe. Really appreciate that and all the support. Thanks for the comments from Robbie tonight. And uh, if you're watching the replay, leave a comment because we do reply on the comments as well. If you're listening back on the audio podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the platform you're listening on. Well, we have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy United at well midnight tomorrow, whatever it is. Um, if we qualify for the next round... I'm pretty sure we'll be Villa away at Sunday, 1am, 
well, Thursday 1am or whatever nonsense schedule they'll put us on. Um, but um, I've got every confidence, a little bit more than, than Lee, actually, that um, the next couple of games will be quite routine. But maybe that's just because Ten Hogs drummed this careless optimism into me. Um, we'll be back next week, guys. Thanks for watching. Stay safe, stay well. Thanks for listening and watching.